Well, I can always like turn you down. Yeah. No, I think I'm okay. This thing is so easy, by the way. This recorder. Oh, you're so proud of yourself. Would you want a water or something? I have one. This thing is so easy because like it's, I wanted it to be simple. I wanted to be able to like mail it to someone and just all they have to do is plug it in and hit record. And that's what I achieved. Yeah, I'm glad. The only, the only problem with these microphones is that in two episodes, I think two episodes ago when I was talking to Harry. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to that one. Uh, I heard it on the last half of the episode, I heard myself breathing into the microphone. I was like, <sighs> while he was Boy, talking. Very Hannibal Lecter of you. So now I've learned to like, look at you. <laughs> like, look at the kitchen while I'm <laughs> he talking. He just entirely looked away from me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to drink some beer. Yeah, that's a big beer. It's he's He has a whole bottle of beer in a glass. We like reached a, a, a new partner relationship tonight. What do you mean? Well, we were sitting at Harpoon. Oh. And you were going to tell me about all the things you're doing. And then I said, no. Yeah. You have to tell me. To, I said, no. <laughs> I even said, like, we should spend more time together. And then I said, I said, let's get takeout and then talk to each other at home instead of here. <laughs> right. Well, and I said, I don't, I don't think it's going to be that exciting that you're actually going to want to record it. But you didn't care. This is episode six. No, five. This is episode five. No idea. Um, I haven't listened to them all. This is Heather part two. Yeah. There'll be Heather part 20 by the time this whole thing's over with. Lucky listeners. Yeah. Um, So, okay. Obviously, kind of a little bit about motorcycling, but I first want to talk about your car. (laughs) It's home. I don't know what else you want me to say. It needed 80,000 mile service. Yeah. And it what, needed... What did that cost? Uh, the invoice that I was handed today? Yeah. What did it cost for you to service your car? $700. Was it, I thought it was like 800 It was, it was 600 Oh, mine was 800 something. Yes. <laughs> well, that's because you asked them to do something I said I wouldn't have them do. Well, you, you needed it though. Yes, but I would have had someone else do it given um, their pricing. I think, I think it's going to be the same somewhere else. That may be true, but I was never so given the opportunity to find out. So $1,500. Sort of, yeah. For your car to survive another 20,000 miles. Not bad. That's a little bit dramatic. Not bad. Okay. Pretty happy about that, actually. It's a good deal, actually. I'm just glad they told me that I can run the brakes until probably June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, the, the guy is pretty cheap. No, but I think if it was something that needed to be done right now, he would have said That's so. That's what I mean. He, oh, okay. he, he's 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 he tries to save you all money. I know that you don't believe that, but I do, I do not believe that after today. But I was happy to hear that I don't need new brakes today. Yeah, and that, I think it's probably not fair to say it's eighty thousand miles. You had other stuff done to it beyond eighty thousand miles. Well, he did some extra stuff that I didn't ask him to do. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would do, though. I know, but when I'm in there, just might as well. You're, you're already in there. <laughs> I assume most people agree that when you ask someone to do something, having them hand you something that is. more expensive than it was supposed to be because they decided to do all these extras without you asking them to do it is sort of unfortunate. You disagree, but I feel like people would agree with me for the most part. Maybe. And it's not like they called to say, hey, we're going to do these extra things. Is that okay? No. No. They just handed me an invoice for an extra $300 beyond what the rest of it would have been. You thought it was going to be. 
No, 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 no. My problem was that I undersold you. That's not true. It was $300 beyond what was actually required of an 80,000 mile service. I think the price is not really relative. I disagree with that one. I think the price is relative to that one. Okay. Well, anyways, it's done and it's home and I'm still not really going to use it because I might as well put miles on your crummy winter car and the electric vehicle. So here's what I noticed. I I, I told you this the other day. When I plug my car into the NADA guides, Mm -hmm. I get an extra $1,000 worth of... That's when you're supposed to look away from the microphone. (laughs) Extra $1,000 worth of value on my car because of miles. Because mm-hmm. I have less miles than they think I should have. I'm supposed to have like 65 or 70, and I have right. 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, when you plug your car in Nata Guides, it takes $1,000 off, which just means you need to drive yours more. Less. Right. I need to drive mine less, which is why I'm using your crummy winter car and exactly. the electric vehicle. But I think in a year, the, I think depre- it'll even out. the depreciation will catch up mm-hmm. with your current thing. So I think I think I think you're doing the right thing. I think by the time I trade it in, it'll be like the mileage will be what you would expect, or maybe yeah. even a little bit less if I'm really good about displacing miles on. And years. I have at least two years to save for my next car. I don't think anybody here cares about my car situation right now. I think the people who listen to this show though are like gearheads, and they do care about this kind of stuff. Okay, hopefully. <laughs> All right. So the plan is before we get into motorcycle stuff, the plan is. You are going to store your sport wagon? I think I might go keep it at my parents' house because then yeah. at least I can't actually access it. Next to my golf bar. Well, I know. I think what will happen will be the Escape and the sport wagon will be in your parents' house. Well, the golf bar although the, the will tough be here. part is that my wagon is what tows the trailer with the, the dirt bike. Yeah. Well, I guess I could... Uh, I don't know. Something mm. to think about, I guess. Something to think about. Yeah, we need to do gold wings. We can tell the GS. I think probably that the Ford will go to my parents' house. The Ford could the, get a tow hitch on it. The Golf will come here. and. Oh, p- people that don't know, we have four cars. <laughs> <laughs> and that it, is an inaccurate statement. And twice a year, we try to I figure have out... One car. Try to figure out where to he put has our vehicles. Three. It's just like motorcycles. You have three motorcycles. I have one. <laughs> yeah. Can't deny it. Um. I, I'm okay with my two thousand miles a year putting on my golf. Right. So I think, on. Well, I think in the summer I'll be using the electric car, and you'll be. Riding riding yeah and every now and then you'll jump in the golf to have some fun yeah when the weather's nice i should be riding but i'll be driving the golf uh-huh well you could take the golf in rain no sure i right, doesn't really matter i'll, I'll have the k75 too which will be my point is if it's raining all day long and you're commuting to work you could take the golf but the, the three-year plan though I think, I think fast forward three years from now, mm-hmm. you will have your second bike, which will be a dirt bike. I will not have a second bike, but go ahead. And you will have a Tiguan. Instead of the wagon. Right. Yeah. And I will have no Golf R, no Hyundai, no Ford Escape. I don't believe you. I think you'll still have the Golf R. I think we'll get rid of the other things, but I think you'll still have the Golf I, R. You think, love it. I think we only need two cars, though. 
I know. But you love the golf bar and you've put so much into it, so much like time and money that I I think if you can swing it, you'll keep the golf bar and get rid of the other two cars those, in place of a different one. Because those $5,000 shocks only have like 2,000 miles in them right now. They're basically brand new. But that's, that's my point. I think if you can financially make it work, you've always wanted to have one of the golf R's sitting around in storage for you to look at and think it's beautiful and stare at for 30 years. I do and think it's beautiful. Still drive it very, very occasionally. And I think this might be that, but we'll see. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think that I actually, if the next golf R is electric, like electric assist. I don't think mm-hmm. I want to deal no. with that because because I, I don't want to store an electric battery car. No, I, don't mind I, th- storing I think you're going to keep this golf if you can. You're doing things on the side to try to make that happen. I think it's I paid think... off in July. I know, August. but but I'm saying instead of having to use it as trade-in value for a different car, I think you're doing things to make it happen so that you won't have to do that. And, and for people that don't know, this. people that don't know that the the golf R is. It used to be super limited, but it's 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 less limited than it used to be. But it's still, for some reason, I paid, I think thirty six for it, and it's still worth thirty, mm-hmm. which is just insane. Well, you should have paid forty two for it. I'm pretty sure. That's, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's because Spencer the... charged me invoice on accident. Right. But either way, it was a mistake. Either way, the the point is, it's it's trade in value is like twenty seven, and it's private sale is thirty. Mm-hmm. I put it online for sale last June. As, sort of as like a joke. For 36 and right. no one bought it. No kidding. They can get a new one for that, just about. And I know the mods don't add any value. That was that was my whole point, was that this thing has been properly... Well, in all fairness, done. if you saw somebody selling a modded car, even know, if that person was saying everything was done correctly, yeah, you would seriously question whether or not that's something that is going to be reliable. Yes, you're right. Oh my gosh, I have it recorded. Hmm. <laughs> um, so, bike stuff. Mm-hmm. It's been 10 minutes already. Huh. Um, do you want to tell me what you're... Because you and I have a lot of outstanding bike items that aren't going to get covered tonight. I can think of like six things. You might want to start with one because I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, give give me what's on your mind. Give me some things that are on your mind. Because the season's coming up in like a week. Yeah, I was trying to outline what my approach is going to be because I'm still, I, I said it a lot on the last podcast and I wish I hadn't said it so much, but I'm still pretty uncomfortable on the bike. But I'm kind of ignoring your skills completely. I know. I'm not. For this, for this, for like our, our topics. I mean, I just assume that's going to happen. Right, but I think I have to make it happen. So that has to be like one of the first things that I do. Is... Okay, my topics are uh, <sighs> where you're going to go. Yeah, see, but. What you're going to wear. Mm-hmm. What else is going on your bike? And what are you riding about? Okay. And are you trying to, in the next 12 months, position yourself as a girl rider just so you can get free stuff? Wow. Those are my topics. Judgy. And what's going to be your first dirt bike? Judging I'm your, thinking KLX 250. I'm not getting a dirt bike. You can scratch that right off the list. Everyone needs a second bike, Heather. No, they don't. Just like everyone needs a second car. Does everybody need a second boyfriend, too? I have two computers. Mm-hmm. I have uh, 
you know. You know what we do need a second of? What? A second dog. You can't go anywhere on your bike with a second <laughs> dog. I'm not going to. I'm leaving you here. Uh-huh. You, you and Porter can just. <laughs> okay. So to go to your list. Yeah. I am not coming up with a list of places that I want to go this year outside of fairly nearby rallies and stuff because I need to make sure that I'm comfortable before I can commit to anything. And if I say right now, I'm going to go to Newfoundland or Nova Scotia or... Okay. Huh? That sounds good. Wow. Oh, he doesn't like that. Anyways, I just don't think that it's smart for me to say that I can absolutely take certain trips when I need to make sure that I feel comfortable enough to do that. Next. I know, but you... you From a spot, but, but I have a plan to... there are places want to go. I know, but, but I have a plan to try to get myself as comfortable as I can. Certain things make me really, really afraid, and so... Like I mentioned the last time that you talked to me that I learned to drive stick in my parents' field. I really and truly think that it's a good idea for me to take dirt bike, the GS <laughs> to the field. It's very flat. If I fall, I'm falling onto a cushy ground. By the way, I joked with Heather that I was going to surprise her by putting an auto clutch in her bike from recluse, but not tell her. Then and then, but how shitty of a person would I be if you didn't have to use a clutch anymore? You don't even have to use it to downshift. Well, no, it it basically allow you can't you won't stall the bike, and you don't have to feather the clutch ever. So it it shifts in both directions. No, it you. won't shift for you. You just never touch the clutch to start. If you're in third gear and you come to a complete stop, it won't stall. When you're at a red light, so you're still kicking. When you're at a red light, you can just start throttling without having to decrease the actual. So if you're on a hill, you just give it gas. It just locks in and you go up the hill. But you're still kicking the the shift. You're literally changing the gears, but it's automatically clutching. I see. But I said that'd be a terrible thing because you would never learn how to operate a clutch because you're a new rider, and I would say because right, 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 going up a hill, stalling it, dropping the bike, it's a thing. Happens to us. Haven't done it happens to us i wouldn't know and so that would have been eliminated by having auto clutch because you don't but it's a terrible thing to do for someone is to my point is i need to take my bike to the field and i need to get used to tighter turns and it would get me used to unstable ground versus the pavement that i've pretty much stayed on and i think just like a lot of those would help me get more comfortable yeah i as far as gear is concerned, I still don't really have any good answers because you told me that we were going to talk again in mid-March. It is still February. Yeah, but <laughs> the snow is like melting. T- what? The snow is melting. It's over with. It's freezing. It was hailing today. Yeah, but... This is melt. And then we got snow. Melt. Okay, I understand that it's melting, but it's not like we're out of winter yet. Today alone, we had hail, snow, ice... And then it stopped. It was 38 degrees. Prime riding weather. Prime hail weather. Mm. I don't know what else was on your list. Oh, do you want to talk a little bit about, because no one over here this, what we're going through with like sponsorships, which is a, a broad term. 
Oh. I mean, do you want to give your like PC version of what's going on? Like, like without, with the people that I've been emailing? Like without pissing someone off? Sure. Because because like a few weeks ago, I was giving you my spiel of it, which was like kind of the incestuous nature of the motorcycle industry and how yeah. people in the industry have told me, don't make it your job because you're going to hate it. It pays no money. You have to work for everyone. It makes you completely biased. Well, I think I should start with... that. Would, that's been my kind people, of... People know that you have... 17 different jobs well i finally added to my instagram profile all of my sponsorships now i've got a lot of them that's good but but all of them had the same stipulation of okay for example i have i don't know how to pronounce i don't even pronounce it i am sponsored by either acrobus or acerbus oh boy i don't know how to pronounce the name but i'm sponsored by them either way they give me like plastics that i need for my dirt bike Uh uh-huh but this contract of course says you cannot use you can't even use factory plastics. Like as soon as I agree to their thing, my beta plastics have to come off my bike. And I have to use theirs. They don't even make them. So do I have to ride a naked dirt bike now? No. I think if they don't offer an alternative to what you're using, then you they shouldn't be able to tell you that you can't use it. I'm just saying all these agreements are oh. like really far reaching. So do you want me to outline the problem that I've been having? or? I think it's fine because t- to be honest... What's the worst that can happen? I mean, at this point, I haven't had a response anyway. We 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 do what I always do, which is just buy what I want. All right. I'll jump into it then. But, <laughs> You're just going on and on. I know, but... You're very passionate about this, and I'm sort of more whatever about it. You had been emailing an individual about a sponsorship with a company who provides a lot of different kinds of parts. They emailed me. Yeah, they emailed back and forth with you for a while. Since August. You looked at the contract and said, I really, I don't think that this benefits me. Yes, I would get some free stuff, but it would all be for your bike, Heather. Right. It prevents me from being able to run a fair number of other brand items that they do not sell, that they said you could not run if you're using their products. Yeah. And so you passed it off to me because the person said, I'll speak with Heather. That sounds great. If all of this was going to go on her bike anyways, if you're using your Adams channels, which have a much larger following than anything I have, because I barely run anything. Um, well, you have, you have a Facebook account with like 25 million followers, though. <laughs> so I'm talking about her day job. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, That was yeah. a joke. Well... I can't run my shit on that. But yeah. <laughs> that would be funny though. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, the government would love that. Anyway. Um. Oh, that just got me so off track. So anyways, I, the, that person made it sound like it wouldn't be a problem for me to then pursue this, but still under your name, but it would be for my bike. So it really should be in my name, but like under all of your social media channels, YouTube, yeah, and I'm fine Instagram, with that. whatever. Because you already have a good number of followers. And I'm making all that sweet $100 a month on YouTube. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways. So I emailed the person and they never got back to me. I emailed questions saying pr- that were pretty simple. They're kind of yes or no. Which was, I just want to confirm that if I, you know, pursue this with you, it, it still works. Because the way that the contract is worded, I don't understand how it could apply to me if all of it is under Adam's channels. 
my Instagram following. I think I have a private account, first of all. I think I have like 112 followers because it's a private account. It's just family and friends. Yeah. So uh, it's not like that's going to attract anything. If I were to start a new Instagram account, which I technically have, but I haven't put anything on it, I, it would take me forever to build a legitimate following. So I just, uh, anyways, they never responded. It's been a month. I don't know. I think it's been around a month. Good boy. So I think it's been a month and I haven't heard a peep. The problem is that, and this is going to sound really bad, but it's it's a company that had promised five or six different items that are remaining for my bike that would be really nice to have. Yeah, so the initial deal in August was that um, they would send me two deliveries. One would be worth about $1,800. One would be worth about $1,200. Um, they'd break it out because they have a quarterly marketing budget. budget. And, a, and a couple of them are items that kind of are need-to-haves, not just want-to-have. Yeah, like a side stand and larger for a kickstand, which will sink in the mud. Uh, a center stand so we can easily do oil changes and tire changes. Um, a tank bag. But the, um, the center stand is really the only thing I can think of that like, it, it's the one thing that I kind of can't live without in the next six months just because it's been such a pain to not have one. Yeah. And the, the bigger problem is like, I can go in and buy it, but it's really unclear if I should be doing that. Uh, tonight, I ordered my headlight for the K75 because I didn't want to wait anymore. Um, All right, because they had promised you that too. Yeah. So, so anyway, I want to back up a little bit. So, like, the history is that you know one guy made these promises, and and I've been doing this long enough that and I, I say this a lot is you haven't caught the fish that was in the boat, right? So, like, it's not happened until you actually get something shipped to you. Although they had and already shipped half the a, first a the fair first order of things, but but us. then when I had issues. They didn't respond to those, so I sent the stuff back to them, which is fine. I sent it back because it didn't work on my something work on my didn't work on my bike, and I bought what did work on my bike, and I paid out of pocket for that stuff because I'm the kind of person that just wants to do something, not wait. Um, but at the time there was no contract, right? And now it's a contract that is really far-reaching. Right. I mean, this year they changed their whole program around and, and the contracts they sh- that they're utilizing are really... As thorough, they should but- because they are rope, they're roping in. Because if you give them a free stuff, you have to control what they do with it. Totally. It's a, it's a, it's a business cost. And, and that was actually part of why you didn't love the contract because you... And I, and I do agree with you. You want to be totally authentic. If, if something that you're sent, even if it was free for you, is not something that you want to recommend to other people for various reasons, you want to be able to tell people that. Yeah, I said that in one of my videos, actually, because I had reviewed something they carried back in the past, and uh, it sucked. Yeah. And I even the video, I was like, this is shit. And they, they don't make it. They just, it's just, a, a, just they just carry right. someone else's part. I'm like, but in the video, I installed it, and I like just threw it in the trash. And I'm like is this an example of something I can't do? And she's like, yes, you can't do that anymore. I'm like, yeah, but that was a shit product. That product and, and that's the thing. It's not like, <laughs> like, I don't want to have to lie about whether a product is good. If it's really bad, you don't want people buying it saying, but, but it was recommended by this person. And right. And to be that 
to be the, yeah, you're, the, you're the con- you're one con- causing others to invest in something that really is a piece of crap. Yeah, I won't read it word for word, but what I basically said in a nutshell was that the only reason I, I actually this is what I said to climb when I was when I was talking to them about sponsorships. For the record, it's not the company we're talking about. But. Um, and I had said to them, I don't even want anything free from you. I don't want any discounts. I don't want anything. All I want to do is I want to have a, a contact person at Climb that when something breaks or fails or is damaged, I want to send it to you and I even pay shipping to have you inspect the garment so that you as a company can make better products so that all my riders can benefit from it. Right. It has nothing to do with... I can fucking afford $150 gloves. Well, well clearly because... <laughs> Half this, off doesn't make a difference this company to me. that we are talking about... Initially, when they were sending free things, they were so slow to respond, yeah, I did. and their yeah. customer service was so poor at times right. that yeah. if something wasn't working on a bike, you just shipped it back to them and then bought the replacement. You didn't yeah. wait for them to receive it, go, oh, it's this person who we sent something free to. Let's send them another free thing. No, it didn't work that way. You said screw it and just bought what was needed. Yeah. So it's not like it's in it. And I don't think that I'm in it for the free stuff. I also don't want to lie about what does and does not work. Right. I just, it's my bike that needs more than yours at this point. Yours is pretty much fully outfitted with some exceptions probably. Yeah. But and they looked at my bike and they, and they looked at the contract and they said, there's no way they could actually sign me and my R1200 GS to the contract because I have so many competing brands of theirs already on the bike that well, they, they, they told you, you would have to remove a, yeah. a dozen and it's stuff that, or more and things. And it's stuff that I've tested that hasn't broken under my stupidity. Right. So I want to keep running that stuff because it works for me and it stands up to my bullshit. And I understand why, you know, two different companies don't want you representing their stuff and saying how equally good both of them are because it's absolutely a competing interest for the company if they're sending you free stuff. But I guess... I mean, if, I don't understand the expectation that you're going to remove all of the other things, even if you like the new product that they're sending. But case in point, if you and I go on a trip and we take pictures, I have their competitors products on my bike. Oh yeah. That that, that are that that are already on your bike that they make like that. We have both, both products on both bikes and, Here's the, okay, let's let's think big picture for a second. I'm not important. We all know that. I'm just a guy that happens to spend a lot of money on modifications. Mm-hmm. So like you're the, a BMW owner. But the reason why I get these people talking to me is because let's be honest, I've spent $18,000 on stuff for my motorcycle. And then those companies come to me and say, "Wow, thanks for all the exposure. What else can we do with you?" And I always say, "Nothing. I've bought everything you buy." Right. But Here's the problem. In exchange for the stuff you've already gotten for your bike, mm-hmm. we have almost 100,000 YouTube videos, views. Views. We have multiple posts on different forums. Mm-hmm. Not just adventure rider. There's pictures of your bike being used on like Facebook by people saying, I want these lights. You know, it's copyright infringement, whatever. People steal. But then also in May, I don't know if I told you this already, in May... Your cover, your bike is a center cover picture in the BMW MOA magazine, which has 40,000 readers with a review that I wrote about those products. Right. And I would say at this point, I think that the media exposure has offset what they've spent to give me those lights. 
I agree. All without me agreeing to never use any other product that they don't make. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, I feel like I, in my case, I'm not saying that I shouldn't I mean, be I think that required to sign a contract. I but think I you've think proven that, your worth without the contract. Like, I think that there are people who would probably take free items and put them on for a picture and then sell them or, you know, crap all over them or whatever the situation is. But that's is. the thing, though. The only reason I'm writing the article and talking about your stuff is because it's awesome. If it was shit, I would say it was shit. And that's what scares them because they've got a person with free product who's a loose cannon they can't control. And well, but, I, think, but, I think it's more about you. You want to be able to have editorial freedom. You don't want someone to tell you that you can't share your true thoughts on a product. Yeah. And I think that that's fair. But I also think it's not just this company. There are a lot oh, of companies that you've given a lot of money to yeah. your bike is totally outfitted. Yeah. And now, I mean, it benefits me, but really some of the things that you've done to my bike, I wouldn't have even thought of. So really it's benefiting you because there are things that like you want for me. But we, we, and you but, have this relatively naked bike that could go in any direction that companies will allow, Yeah, but they're putting up all of these roadblocks. Yeah. So I guess a couple of recent examples, like, I have a standing discount with Altrider of mm-hmm. 30%. Um, but they don't tell me that I can't say negative stuff. I think they that's don't... the difference between like the, the, I don't want to say lower sponsorships because it's really nice that they give you that discount code, but like, it's not like they're sending you a bunch of free stuff. I guess that's true. Yeah. But, uh, but I guess with this company, it surprises me because it's not like they're the ones making the products. They're just carrying them. So wouldn't they want to know that a product is crap? Like you would sign something that says you, you are allowed to say that something doesn't work, but you'll also give them an opportunity to fix it. No, I I do that already. Which we have done. Like I've sent feedback early on, but then I don't hear anything. I know. But then, okay. But then Jesse luggage, I had already bought racks and boxes for my old bike. Then I bought a new bike and they said, if you buy racks, we'll give you the boxes for free. Mm Mm-hmm. We just want to use your bike for a demo of the MMOA rally and for pictures. And then when your bike came in, they said, yes, you can buy another rack at full price. And, um, but there's no, there's going to be no other discounts in the future. But I didn't get butthurt about that. Right. I bought the racks because I already had the boxes for your bike. Yeah. And I think that maybe some people are just really entitled and expect to keep the discounts over and over again. I'm always really grateful when I get discounts. But I, I've I've never ever had to sign an agreement that says, you know, that I and maybe I'm just li- working in the big leagues now. But I I did recently though, like with Ac- Acrobus, um, I had to I had to say I wouldn't run anyone else's plastics. Um, for GoPro, I had to say I wouldn't run anyone else's action camera. Yeah. Uh, what was the last one? Well, I haven't I haven't signed a Motul yet, but the Motul agreement is you can't use anyone else's fluids. Um, that's all I use anyway is Motul. Uh, even I, I realize also even my, the chain oiler for my beta, I use an oil Motul. But, but again, that some of those are fine because like GoPro, you only have GoPros. Yeah. I have no interest in like either you camera. You don't have a competing product and you don't have interest in having a competing product. Yeah. I think it's companies that offer a variety of brands, but obviously can't offer every single brand in existence and certain brands, you know, they wouldn't 
two different light brands wouldn't want you to carry both of them. You, they would want you to be exclusively yeah. selling one or the other. But to expect that that then means that you can only run their brands when they know that you have such an outfitted bike and, and your history and how much exposure you've given them in other ways for the brands that they do carry, it just seems, I understand why they have the contract. Sure. Yeah. It just seems like there should be exceptions. Not that I think oh, no, you're no, no. special. I'm not better than the contract. I mean, I still am a nobody. No, no, no. But, but, but you're not the typical, like I want a bunch of free stuff. Give it to me now. I, I think, the, you've well, you've done it very organically, and that's that's just because that's how it is for you. It's not like you're buying stuff because you want to be able to make a video about it. There's only been, I think, one thing that you put on my bike that you only bought it because you wanted to make a video about it because that? you knew it would pay itself off in time. Oh, the the, the that, exhaust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you were very because someone on a forum questioned like, why would you put that exhaust on her bike when she's new? And you were like. She doesn't give a shit about it. That video has like 20,000 views now. Right. You said it's just going to be a really good video on my channel. And she didn't care if I did it. She also didn't ask me to do it. And so I did it. And I'm going to make money off of my YouTube channel because of it. That's it. Yeah. So, but my point is like, generally, that's not your your approach. It's just, is this a good product? Oh, I like it. Let me tell people about it. But I don't really give a shit who's selling it. And then I take it off and sell it if it's crap. Right. And also these agreements, of course, don't allow you to resell the stuff after you're done. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, and I think one thing that is apparent here is I, I, I like that companies are interested in working with me and mm-hmm. in, in, by proxy your bike and your, yeah. your story. Um, I think we're probably a weird exception to different rules though, because because the truth of the matter I, is, if you add up my club memberships and my bike insurance and my accessories and my rally cost and my gas and my insurance and all of the stuff I spend on my bikes, I think realistically it's like a $2,000 a month hobby. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I think... And, and my point is to that is that I think that allows me the ability to say, no, fuck you. I'm going to buy what I want to buy. And if it happens to be your product, great. And I'll give you tons of exposure and you'll sell 50 extra units. But I don't want to be required to use your product because I can afford not to. But I also think... That sound, does, that sound, does that sound like I'm being an asshole? No. Okay. Just how I feel. But I also think that generally these companies are not suited for like... You wanting products for my bike. We live together you know, we're sort That's of true. partners in this. It's a very different situation than what they usually encounter. Yeah. And so it's not that I think you or we should receive special treatment. I just think that we don't fit the cookie cutter mold of what they're looking for, for someone to sponsor. We definitely don't have any lifestyle photos. I've learned that I need more lifestyle photos. I know what that means, but I don't even think that you know what that means. I need more of them. Yeah. My I mean, lifestyle I mean, is drinking beer. That's true. That's what he's doing right now. <laughs> drinking beer with technology. Talking about motorcycles and cars. Last case in point on this subject before we go on too long, which mm-hmm. is I was told for the K75 project, Yeah. don't buy anything from our website until right. the contract is signed. And I said, 
that's a fair deal because honestly, the K75 is completely stock. Yeah. So these three things that I was going to buy from you, again, I don't mind spending the money with you. I've spent thousands of dollars with you already. Right. That sounds great. I would actually like to feature your parts in a video where I talk about them and showcase them, which by the way, I'll still do anyway, even if I pay full price for them. That's just how I am. Um, they, Although I, if you don't sign a contract with them, you can also talk about how crappy their customer service is. Yeah, no, you're totally... It's kind of rude of me, but it's true. No, you're right. That's you totally do have true. more freedom to talk about it's, the problems that you've had with the company. It's true. And and well, no, I'm, I'm a little bit more of a... And I'm, I have a moral high ground too. I'm morally... I'm morally attached to the hip of them because of your bike. There's no contract sign, but we have goods. No, I know. But I mean, I think it's fair that in a video where you're like, hey, these products are well, awesome. This... But also, by the way, guys, when you buy from them, if you have a problem, it's really difficult to hear well, this, from but them. But this podcast is probably already functioning for that, though. True. So at some point, we'll talk about the actual company name. I don't think it's that hard um, to figure out. I'm sure people figured it out. So... Yeah, so with the K seventy five, I have a four hundred dollar accessory coming for it. Yeah. For the build that I paid for a full price tonight. It'll go on the bike. I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. It's got a five year warranty. I think you're gonna love it. You know, it's gonna look great. It's gonna yep. be cool. It's gonna be a period. It's gonna look nice with the K seventy five. I, you but know, it, but it was something that the company was, said was, they were going to send you for free right. for the project because they'd love you to feature it, and then they never followed up. And and if that video, but I think that that all ties in with the the problems of you don't get responses when you actually have problems with products. You don't get responses when they say that they want to sponsor people, but then they don't actually reply to the, the ongoing threat. I mean, you know, I just think it's maybe. a communication issue. Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I, I I yeah. But it also could be what I said, which is we don't fit the mold of what they're looking for. So they may not even know how to deal with it. Well, one thing that's that's like as a weight on my shoulders this week, no, last two weeks is, you know, back to the article about your bike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mentioned to one person who reviewed my article at the MOA that it was something I received for free and that it was something that. I wasn't required. So, so the backstory here is, and I don't mind saying this on the podcast because no one's ever going to hear this, but the backstory is I wanted to write a blog post for this company's blog talking about your lights because they gave me the lights and I just thought, hey, you have a blog. Can I write something on? They said, sure. Yeah. I wrote it and they said, you just submit this to like, like a, a magazine. And I thought, well, the MOA last year asked me to start writing pieces for them because they invited me to their contributors dinner and said, you'd be a great addition. We'd like to have you contribute more to the magazine. So I did, and they accepted it. And I mentioned to my first person, the the digital guy Wes over there, that it was the sponsorship. But Bill, I don't think if he, the managing editor of the magazine didn't get that memo. I don't think. So it might be published with the caveat of here is a unique consumer review, rider tested, what they call it, of this product. But you also wouldn't have reviewed it positively, even if you know, even that. if it was free with the you expectation. Know that. But when you take, when you, most people, but anyone when you who give watches them, your stuff knows that you're If you give someone $1,500 worth of, worth of product, they're going to kiss your ass. That's the problem with this industry. Like, but you won't, that's not, tr- that's not true of you and anybody that knows you and knows your product reviews, which you have many and many people have seen them. They know that you're very honest about what you do and do not like, regardless of how much you did or did not pay for it. I don't think it's a problem. I understand that it could be a problem if people like, don't know you. But you only mentioned it to one person. I'm just waiting for like an MOA reader to write the magazine and say, hey, where is the the FTC disclosure for this? 
Oh, they would know because of other posts that you put up about. Yeah, because in the adventure writer, I mentioned this yeah. was free. I don't know. I just I that's but that's weighing on me, which is then you should contact. The I'm editor. a shill. I'm a shill because I'm. When is it? When is it being? It's the May issue, so it's probably printing now. But it you could ships you could, in April. You could contact them now to say like you're just concerned that there should be a note in there. About I should because I'd rather but it if not. If it's weighing on your conscience, I'd rather it not be printed. Then, right. then you know. If they think, it's, it's an honest review. And if they think there is an inherent bias, then they just won't run it. And it's okay. Right. I'll put it on my own blog. Yeah. I did. Yeah, so. I mean, I think in that case, usually they just add a note that says, you know, this product was given to this person for free, but this isn't honest. Yeah. But like case in point, the reason why I don't think anyone MOA cares is like four months ago, Jocelyn Snow reviews the R1250 GS Adventure. Come on. Oh. And there was absolutely no disclosure there. Yeah. Of like, here are my honest thoughts in this brand new bike, which I bought. But being a globally certified trainer, she gets her bikes for incredibly steeper discounts. You know, there's bias, right? Yeah. She works for BMW indirectly. And I'm not shitting on Jocelyn. I just think the MOA needs to do a really good job of standardizing their disclosures in well, editorial context. Because you can ultimately have some legal issues if you don't. Yeah. I mean, maybe not for those things yet, but it, it's coming. The FTC finds Instagram quickly. whores all the time. Right. I shouldn't say whores, but you know what I mean. Well, no, but but Instagram requires now for people to say this is a paid partnership so does with YouTube. whatever. So does YouTube. There's like a whole tag. Yeah. So. Maybe we be the dead horse too long. I just, I, I just. Well, no, but I guess to tie all that back, like we're having this issue with sponsorship communication and the sort of muddy line between it being on your channels about my stuff, but you are sort of the one spearheading a lot of it because I would not take the initiative to do half of this stuff just because I don't know about it. Um, so I am starting to try to pull together blogging and writing tasks and we'll get into that in a second but I, I i do think we should mention like for the record that it's the last week of february yeah i bet you by like july 1st i'm gonna get some email from someone different to this company saying oh it looks like you really enjoyed our our side stand enlarger and our center stand this <laughs> gs do you ever consider joining our ambassadors program i'll be right. like fuck you i paid full price for it and you can go fuck yourself because but that's the freedom that you have by paying <laughs> for it you can say we've already paid for it we don't need a second one it's a brand new bike. Yeah. I have a pretty new bike. I shouldn't say fuck so many times. Not, you know, I'm very passionate about this. I feel like. Well, I think you've you've been pushed around a lot by this specific situation. I don't mind spending 175 to not have to deal with you. But I, but saying. I think the problem is there have been a lot of pro- empty promises made that were not kept. That but it, but, and but, it's not that financially you require that they be kept, but the fact that they say that they're going to do something and then it never happens, or they never follow up, or they never respond to our follow ups is frustrating and what if i had signed a contract six weeks ago yeah i would be the case 85 guy would be waiting for this thing right because they're in the middle of trying to get this done before their springtime projects hit or summertime projects. like i have timelines like right again we're gonna be riding next week the snow's melting okay you're he's (laughs) Um, adam you will be riding next week i would have liked to have ordered this this part for your bike six weeks ago yeah and I'm just going to now order it because writing season's coming up. But, you know, if I had signed a contract, it'd be even more, harder to order it because I would be compelled to, I would pay full price, but still be 
compelled to stick with like you need to be reimbursed their, because no, 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 their guidelines and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like now I'm paying for products and still can't remember other people's stuff because I'm bound by that. I I think this may be an example of a company that's not worth jumping through all of the hoops and and dealing with all of the hurdles that they've put up, even if they haven't purposefully done it. Yeah, they're not being thoughtful about how they're running this program. And if they are for other people, that's great. But that has not been our experience. It's an aside, but I remember, um, and this was someone else in the industry that I've I've, I've talked to people like, there's the one dude I tell you about that told me, don't make this your day job. Yeah. Don't make motorcycling your day job. Well, we have 15 jobs. We don't need to make it our day job. But like his point was he took like a half pay cut to stop his job, his career and become a motorcycle, I say shill, but like influencer. And he has real, but he has real jobs in the industry. He's doing stuff for a a bike company, a accessories company and an apparel company working his ass off, making these amazing videos and like lifestyle photos. Yeah. And can't afford to buy other gear. Do lifestyle photos include motorcycles? I don't know. I, I, one one told, person told me like, and you have a flat tire, make sure you set your gimbal off to the um, side and take a picture of you fixing your flat tire on the side of the road with uh-huh. the dust storm in the air and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, who's taking the picture? Like, well, you bring your, you bring your mini tripod with you. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm busy fixing a fucking flat tire. I don't want to stage a photo and make sure the lighting is the golden hour. Yeah, this is why you need to be my Instagram boyfriend. No. <laughs> so, so anyway, there's that guy and there's another person who is a, semi-professional writer Mm -hmm. who had aligned herself with an apparel company and told me in confidence that like I couldn't buy any other apparel for a whole 12 months and it sucked because this place's apparel sucked Mm -hmm. and like but that that sounds terrible but that also has more to do with like you got to do your due diligence before you sign a contract well like like we've done with this one you have to make sure that you like the products and that they're probably sick of me you're really okay with but but also just that the products that they're offering are going to be sufficient and meet your expectations for what you need for the amount of time that you're dedicating. Well, right. So case to. in point, like your crash bars we bought. Yeah. For your bike, if those, if you had dropped it and uh-huh. when you when you when you laid your bike over at zero speed, uh-huh. if they had crumpled. Yeah. I would have made a video showing where they crumpled, and I yeah. would have bought the alt rider ones. Mm-hmm. And that would have been competing with but, a contract. But but, but those crash bars. Would have been it would have invalidated my contract if I would have made a video showing uh-huh. all those crash bars suck. Yeah, that's not worth a- it to me. Again, I think I think a lot of it. it has to do with editorial freedom. I don't think you're going to be signing many contracts that require you. I mean, I think the the ones that you have signed are because you really do exclusively just use those companies' products, like Altrider and Jesse Luggage. This company sells Klein. so many different brands, but you can't compete with those with with similar. I can't even go brands. and buy Moscow Moto dry bags anymore. Right. No, they were they were saying that like I would need new a new rack and new yeah. bags. Yeah. Even though I already have a rack and I use your second set of bags. And then what happens if you drop it onto their hard cases and they crumple? Right. Do you have a warranty claim? Do you would hope so because I'm not allowed to post that it happened. They don't want me running around. Well, my first with, year as a writer messed I, up boxes that are theirs to show that this is what happened my first right? year they as a writer i destroyed you. a ton of hard boxes but, th- but that's my point like would they want their their brand to be shown as the one that's looks real messed up because of a 
very minor drop that a lifestyle happens. photo of you caulking it on the side of the road with silicone uh atv rtv caulking sure so it doesn't leak water the lifestyle photo of me driving up to matt's house so that he can re-weld it back together yeah i mean yeah exactly there so are th- there are problems with that kind of a company contract i, I, I think and again we're beating I think a dead we horse might have here a lot of it i just <laughs> We're being a dead horse, but it's... it's I tried to move on, and then you kept, okay. up, kept on it. All right. I want to talk about your writing. Well, I haven't started writing. Writing, not writing. W-R-I-T-I-N-G. I haven't started writing. I've I've outlined posts that I think I want to make. It just requires me to actually do it, um, to both actually physically take the bike to different places, and then also to write about it. Um, I think this experience talking to this potential sponsorship has shown me that maybe I do need to have my own channels. You've informed me. It's probably, I mean, it will take effort and I don't mean to say that it doesn't, but it will probably be easier for me to find people to read my stuff because there are fewer female riders. Um, R I D E R S (laughs) riders and writers in new England sounds so similar. Well, we, we, I don't think the listeners actually hear him very well. Okay. Porter, go lay down. He's getting antsy. It's been 45 minutes. He, he is getting antsy. I think I think you have a good niche. You're a young female. You ride a sexy German bike. You're in an area that's underrepresented because California gets all the sexy female riders. And you are intelligent. I mean, I've always been sort of inclined, I just haven't done it, to write about different things that I do, not just motorcycling. So I think it could give me a platform to sort of do all sorts of things, which probably well, does encompass lifestyle. You've wanted a movie blog for a long time. You wanted me to have a movie blog. I don't think anybody wants to read that. At this point, no. They would. I think I missed that boat. That was. Yeah. I should have started that when we first met. It would have been funny, though. I hadn't seen any movies at all growing up, really. Just in 2016, you writing a review about Ghostbusters would have been so funny. <laughs> yeah, I still love. Well, anyways, Meryl Streep's Italian accent. So you're gonna, so you're gonna be. What? <sighs> so, so I have ideas for different posts, which require me to actually go ahead and and go to the field and practice and fall and to, to go to the you know rallies that we might want to go to or up to the corner of Maine that we might want to go to or to talk about problems with gear availability for women I'm not stick thin so there are even fewer options for me um there are a lot of things that I can write about and I maybe they've already been written about I don't know but you know no one starts a blog in 2020 why it's just I, I was blogging in 2012. And people were saying no one starts a blog in 2012. I don't know. I mean, then how do you get younger bloggers? They never start it. No, they're just it's all just going to be old people doing they're it. They're Snapchatting. No, but this will tie into Instagram. Okay. I think that's the smart way to do it. I don't. I don't get it, but you'll figure it out. You don't have to get it. You don't like social media. Do you? Yeah, that's why I'm not an influencer. But, I, but I, I'm not trying to be an influencer. But I, but you can tie Instagram posts to blog posts, and and they can sort of 
live simultaneously and, and connect to each other. And a blog gives me more space to write than an Instagram post does. If people even care to read about it. I understand that there are forums. I find it really difficult to respond to people on forums throughout the day. And I'm, yeah, not, I'm always seeing you and then you're like, well, I get to it tonight. I'm not always inclined to reply because a lot of the time the stuff on forums, especially you're so well established that you're the ones posting a lot about it. And so they'll ask questions and sometimes they're directed at me, but usually they're questions for you. Yeah. And I can't really all. rate your seat. I can't tell. Right. Someone I mean, someone can't good. like a woman messaged asking can you give me your serious opinion on your new seat and so i tried to even though i haven't really used it yet um so no i mean i I don't really know what else to say about the writing or whatever but i'm gonna give it a shot we'll see what happens i've created an instagram handle which has nothing on it and but you have to make yourself a promise which is that you're going to always okay. This is just me projecting. Uh huh. Always. You're, you're always gonna think of a decade from now. Mm-hmm. Instagram will not be here ten years from now. I know, but that's why I'm saying that. Neither, you try... neither with that blog that you started at some point, but but try to try to figure out an archival. Don't let it. I would. I think. Here's the thing. Think about this. Mm-hmm. How old are you right now? Twenty nine. When you're 85 and your first grandchild is born. I don't think that's the right math, but you're from Florida. It's okay. They are going to be so, they are going to be think, they're going to think you are the badass bitch of the ever lived. Uh Uh-huh. Because you were a motorcycle rider and you did this trip to Alaska. And you're not going to be able to show them any pictures because they're on some internet service called Instagram that that shut down 45 years ago. I think you and I should make a new pact. Every December, we should start now for last year, we should make a physical photo book of our year together. Okay. But it should encompass snippets from a blog post that you wrote, uh, a, an untapped check-in, a Foursquare check-in, a Facebook post, a, uh, a happy birthday picture from your best friend. Those should all be a part of this this collage that we make, scrapbook, that encompasses the whole year. Because I think you're going to be seen as like, this badass grandma, mm-hmm. but all those memories, like your blog is going to be long gone. Did you save the originals? I think you should like start thinking about that digital archiving of these things you're putting time into. Well, that's fair. I mean, I'm, I'm open to that idea. I like the idea of a photo book for each year. We need a bookshelf, but other than that, um, there could be a PDF. I don't care. I'm just saying like, I think that we need to think about our, no, I, our not, legacy not, of not, these stories. I'm not crapping on the idea. I like it. Like, for example, the other day I was playing back my podcast episodes I recorded 15 years ago. Well, right. But I was, I was also going to say that the, so far the writing that I've done, although nothing's been posted yet, is all being done in files that I'm saving elsewhere that can be accessed, even if Instagram is shut down. Or you should the, use .txt. I don't care. I don't care. Plain text. I understand. Readable forever. But JPEG will not be. Uh-huh. I'm going to stick with Microsoft for now. Oh, my God. They're going to be out of business in 25 years. Okay. Well, tell that to Word. <laughs> <laughs> Word is not a person. <laughs> you can't speak to it unless Send it's clippy. Send an email. I'm going to this podcast for now. It's been an hour. Fine.
Anything else you want to add for this? No, nobody is going to want to listen to all of this. I was trying to get us away from talking about the company by talking about something that I haven't even done yet, which is posting things about my experience because Adam keeps posting on my behalf and I'm not sure that people really want to read your take on my experiences. On the next episode, we will talk about how you are becoming me. That's not true. I completely object. Are you calling shenanigans? Mm-hmm. No, because that's what you do. Okay. And I'm not becoming you. I'm saying that's bullshit. I am so full of this 19... What am I I'm drinking... You're halfway through a very large bottle I'm drinking the Brewery Chocolate Rain. It's the size of a wine bottle. What's the ABV of this, Heather? 18%. 18 18.5%. It's a 750. It was bottled in 2014. I have not touched a drop of it. I've drank half of it. Spindrift. So, for people that don't think about math, um, in a 18.5% beer is like 38 proof. Uh Uh-huh. Is that right? 39, 39 proof. No? 30, 37? 30, I don't know. 37. I didn't go to college. You barely went to high school. It's okay. Right. Either way, it's 37 proof. And this should not be bottled in 750. You're the one that decided to open Why it. Why do they do this to us? Well, you know, it's, it's got a drink. It's 2014. Oh, yeah. All right. It's been real. Yeah, we it's under an hour. It's fine. Oh, that's good. I I do think we should deep dive more into like the growth of Heather. I think your third. I, th- I here's the thing. I think your thirties that that decade because mm-hmm. you you probably as a girl are like oh my god I'm turning thirty right. No. I think your thirties. I mean, there are things I'm expecting from you, but. <laughs> you are an independent woman. You don't need no man. Uh-huh. Your thirties are gonna be pretty fucking remarkable. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, you're going to be 39 and be like, holy shit, this was my de- best decade ever. Yeah, I think so. Like, you, But foundationally speaking, you have established the foundation. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've done a lot in my 20s to set myself up for success in my 30s. We'll see. I hope I'm not jinxing myself. No, just don't develop a, 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 a crack. See, I was going to make a joke about it. that and then I held back. I didn't think it would be a podcast proof. Stay off the meth. Thank you. I will. And you'll be fine. Okay. And just don't get pregnant. No promises. That's what I tell everyone. Just don't don't get pregnant and you'll be fine. No promises. Anything else you want to say? No, I think it's a great way to stop. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Heather. Bye, Adam.